Welcome to Help from Future Self. What's happening, Archons? Welcome to another episode of Help from Future Self. It's the conversational Keyforge podcast by and for Keyforge friends. My name is Scuzzy Gru, and I am your Keyforge friend. I am joined this week by two of my very best Keyforge friends. We've got the Wheeling Keyforger, Rick. Hey, everybody. And SC Steel. Hello, hello. And we're here to talk today about prizing, both official prizes that are issued for competitive play within tournaments, store kits, etc., uh, prize wall stuff, as well as prizes that have come up in other styles of tournament that have been fan-based. I'm excited for this one, and, and Sydney, I think you're going to have a lot of input uh, in this one because you're a person who is very deeply involved in the organization <laughs> of a tournament as we speak. You better believe it. How much? How much? How much left is there to organize now? Is it just showing up and getting things going, or do you still have a couple last-minute things? I'm gonna play the time traveler game and say that when this drops, because it'll be the day the tournament starts, we'll we'll have it all ready and done, and we'll have it all like set and ready to go by then. All right, all right, that's good to hear. Are you feeling excited <laughs> for it? Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so amazing! It's gonna be so great! I can't wait to see however many people there are already. I think what like seventy six people. Seventy six oh people goodness. are gonna be there. Like that's not even with walk on. So like, there's so many people. Like like I'm not gonna memorize all the names. I won't be able to. So here's here's the thing. I I seem to recall you saying a couple of weeks ago, and I don't remember if this was a conversation we had on or off the podcast. You saying that this is actually bigger than one of the smaller vault tours. Yes, the smallest vault tour was in Collinsville, and that was sixty-nine people. So we're already we're we're blowing past that. So we uh, we increased our uh, one of one of the things I had to do is we we increased our capacity recently. So we have uh, more room for everyone to exist, and that's that's just everything is coming together. Well. I think that next week's episode is almost guaranteed to be dedicated to talking to you about <laughs> this event because it's, it's certainly a massive undertaking and I'll be interested to hear from you stories about how you put it together and how the event actually went as well as any interesting games that you got to play or got to observe. Sure, totally. I can't wait. So I guess that's actually a pretty good lead in to talking a little bit about prizing and its function in Keyforge. Um, there's basically two angles that we can take on this, and one is uh, prizes that exist and prizes that we've seen, and also ideas for prizing that we can see in future. Let's start off with the former. I'm just going to throw this out as a general question. Starting with you, Rick, what's your favorite Keyforge prize? Either something that you won from like a store kit or event or got off a prize wall? I believe I would have to say that the I cannot remember the event. I apologize. But the event that Blake went to where he was able to get a time traveler playmat <clears throat> off the prize wall for me and bring it back, I would say that's my favorite. Yeah. That's a dope, dope playmat. And that's kind of yeah. like your signature card to the time traveler. So being able to have something that represents that, I can see that definitely being a thing yep. for, for, for bringing that back. Yes, it Plus does. it has cool art on it with both like help from future self, the card yep. and the time traveler. What about you, Sydney? So I actually, I have one that I actually won off of a prize wall and 
one that is just very meaningful to me. So the the one that I won off a prize wall was actually it was a Saurian scarf. Mm. So they they had a bit of Saurian apparel. I love all things apparel. That is basically like if there's something apparel on the prize wall, I will probably try and earn the amber to get it. But I uh, they had uh, I think it was a beanie hat and a scarf, and I didn't have enough amber to get both, so I got the scarf and I wore it like every single day that winter. It was so wonderful. Um, but I think like the, the more meaningful thing that I want is when you get into, I think it's a top 16 or higher in an official vault tour, they will give you a uh, free entrance, like free um, admission, I guess, to a future vault tour. So um, I, I got top 16 at Origins and it just felt so meaningful to to be uh, gifted the entrance to, I forget which one I used it on. I went to so many, but I feel like that is just something where it's, it's encouraging people to return and come back and continue to play and i mean something i've never won but uh would would absolutely love to win that does already exist is um if you win a vault tour you get a travel voucher to a future vault tour so maybe i'd hop on over to uh one in in europe or something and uh meet key forgers from from all over the planet yeah um i i know that like when you won the the um like a store prime that you would get the the invitation to worlds and the invitation to worlds as a prize was shaped like the dominator bobble. I wonder if they do that for those other prizes. Ah, uh, that would be so cool. Like shape it after like a lash of broken dreams or something like that. <laughs> Actually, that's probably totally. not very encouraging. <laughs> it's like, congratulations on your victory. Here's the lash of broken dreams. Um, for me, it's, it's a very simple and straightforward one. And it's probably not a surprise to a lot of folks. Um, for me, the best prize is one that was acquired for us uh, from a prize wall. And it's the the plush uh, fuzzy Gruen because that is of course my favorite Keyforge creature, and uh, certainly somebody that I've patterned a lot of my Keyforge uh, uh, persona around. And so having sort of a plush representation of that, I thought was really cool. I'm actually surprised they haven't done more like that. Um, certainly, I can think of other cards that some kind of like a physical representation would be there. But um, I think the thing that I treasure most in terms of things that I won out of a store kit was certainly the. Um, the Bingle Bang Bang playmat that I won for winning a store championship. That felt really great, and that will always have a lot of meaning for me because it's something I won just from playing well that day. Um, so yeah, I, I guess that's kind of the way I, 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 I'm thinking about it. There's sort of two things that attract you to a prize, like or can have meaning for you a prize. One, I think, is sort of like the Rick School, where it's like that mat has meaning to Rick because it says something about his way of playing Keyforge, whereas like something like you know, my playmat, my Bingo Bang Bang playmat is because it represents, you know, it's cool art or whatever, but it also represents something that I did within the game. There's kind of two angles that you could take on it that way. I also like the ones that are really, really far reaches that like you work really, really hard to earn because there, there are amber costs for this. Like one of the things actually that, that makes me the super happiest about all of the prize wall items is the actual like economy of the whole thing. Like I'm an accountant by day. And so it's just kind of fun for me to like figure out what, how many games of what type of, of event I need to win or play in just to be able to earn enough to get whatever I want on the prize wall. And uh, there was, there was one time I forget which, but they dropped the prices of uh, certain items from one vault tour to the next vault tour. And I wasn't going to be at the second one. So I actually, um, I asked all of my, uh, my friends who were going, if they would have enough Ember at the time to get something for me because I didn't have enough amber at the previous vault tour. So I, I think the, the economies of the whole thing are actually a lot of fun. But there's actually no way for people to like trade amber shards. 
to get stuff off the prize wall. Right. So it's like if you want people to pick up stuff for you with your own amber, you kind of have to like be a little. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's officially against the rules, but certainly something that you kind of have to like, you know, have to send people your login or a screenshot of your QR, your QR and stuff code, like, that. like it's a little, mm-hmm. a little unusual. Let me ask you, Rick, you've, I'm sure looked at like the prize wall prizes and stuff like that. <coughs> uh, I know that like play mats are oftentimes a thing you go for. Are you interested in things like the apparel? Because that holds very little interest for me. And I'm sort of curious if you fall between me and Sydney or if it's something that you have like more interest in if you perhaps had it like a surplus of shards to spend. I believe I if I was looking at the apparel, I would get it as a gag gift for somebody in my family. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like the hats and shirts and That's stuff funny. like that, not really up your alley? Yeah. That that would be gifted probably to my, to one of my okay. brothers. Okay, Sydney, uh, like, what apparel have you gotten off a of prize wall other than that scarf? <laughs> so we have um, the all the t shirts that have been available. I think there've been two different ones um, since they started, and then we uh, I got the scarf, and then um, my husband got the beanie, and there, I think there were also gloves. We did pass on those, and I think. At this point, there was a hoodie, and my the we my husband and I each got a hoodie, and we have our each of our pins. We got a pin from every vault tour, and we have those on our hoodies, so that when we we walk around, we can represent. But I I think that we've gotten every piece of apparel that between the two of us, we've gotten every piece of apparel available through the prize wall. I think there may at one point have been a, a bowler's shirt, but um, it's just it's some it's a way for me to to walk around in the real world, like at the rest of a convention or like in my real life, whenever I'm going somewhere else and just show off that this is something that I'm a part of rather than like, right. We also have one of those, um, fuzzy grew and plushies and it's just, it's hanging out on our, um, on our, um, display at home. So we, we don't really bring it anywhere or show it off to anyone. And, uh, of course my, my son isn't allowed to play with it yet, but um, we we cherish it. But it can't it doesn't show the world that we absolutely love this game. Interesting. I think the the thing about the Keyforge apparel stuff for me is that um, I don't feel like the investment of shards is worth it for me. Like I look at a lot of the prize wall stuff, and if stuff isn't like functionally about Keyforge for me in a lot of ways, it's hard for me to want to have it. Like I thought that the sure. the, um, the Christmas sweater was really cool when they did the Saurian Christmas sweater. Um, but it's not something that I would wear because when would I have occasion to wear it other than if it was Christmas time and I was playing a game of Keyforge. <laughs> um, the scarf sounds really cool. Was it, was it like a good comfy scarf or was it like that weird acrylic that they sometimes use when they're doing cheaply printed, uh, uh, I just, it was a very heavy, very long scarf. Like it served its purpose here in Chicago. Right. I, I hear you have cold winters there. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe a little. A little. That, that American Midwest. Have either of you, <laughs> have either of you two ever won or um, been interested in the alt art decks that were um, offered quite a bit ago for, I think it was uh, store leaderboards. I got a couple of them. Yeah. Oh, really? I got one off of the prize wall from Archon's Corner. One of the guys does seals from one of the stores that he works at or goes to. I can't remember which it is, but um, we get points for entry and kind of just like your your own chain bound locally. 
you get points for entry and uh, for wins. And then if you if you accumulate enough, you can just buy it off the prize wall. And I bought one off of their prize wall. So, and I actually quite like it. I don't know how competitive it is, but it's it's a fun deck. So it's cool to have decks like that in your collection because they say something a little bit. They're just something a little bit special. Like it's something that you don't see all the time. Um, some of the alternate art on some of those decks was really cool. Um, the thing I liked best about that prize, Sydney, was that it was a reward for people for showing up week in, week out to the event. Like it really did mm-hmm. feel like if you were a person who showed up all the time and played hard and like, you know, since they gave them out to what, what was it like top four, I think in the kit. Yeah, there were a lot of them. There was a lot of them going around. So it's just like, it wasn't that hard if you showed up every single time and had a reasonable win loss record to get one, which is how I was able to get a couple. Because as people who listen to this podcast know, I'm not very good at Keyforge. And yet, <laughs> through sheer consistency, just by showing up, I was able to acquire a couple. I thought they were a neat idea, and it's something that I really hope they get back to when when uh, OP, OP becomes a play uh, a thing again. I was able to acquire one, but I think it was just from, that happened to be the prize one night at the store that we were at. But I was never quite good enough. I was there every week, but my records weren't quite good enough to get me enough shards to win I actually, I have a handful and it was, there was a, uh, a tournament run by a game store that I went to in person where they had, uh, unfortunately a lower turnout than they expected. So what they did was they threw a sealed and they ended up as part of your sealed, you ended up getting one of the alt art decks and then two other non alt art decks. So everyone walked away with at least one alt art deck. They did that to try and to increase participation. And um, it was, it was really great to know that like, no matter what happened, uh, we, we all walked away with a single alt art deck, but I actually ended up doing well enough there to also win uh, one of the remaining ones. So I, I feel like it was something that I, I got to in that one, one tournament and it, it made it even more special to me. That is really cool. It brings up an interesting question, which is that because, as we all know, you know, Keyforge decks are as they are, um, you know, you can't replace cards, you can't do anything with it, that oftentimes the things that I think are very appealing are things that you can use within the context of the game that are not specifically decks. So things like sleeves that you can get off prize wall or win from a store kit are very appealing to me because there's only like that way to get them, but they can still be useful. They have a utility within the game. Same thing with like metal tokens and stuff like that. I, I, the first prize I ever wanted a Keyforge uh, tournament, uh, like just local game that I one um just like a chain bound out in what's that store in surrey rick do you remember what it's called uh, i do not craving remember. for a game craving for a game that's it that one. rick yeah. and i went out there like very early on before a lot of other places in town were having um any kind of organized play sydney and we took the the train out there and it takes like 45 minutes to get there and uh we went and we played that day and i happened to win that day uh, very early on in the game, like, um, uh, but uh, uh, I won metal damage tokens. Um, and although I love having those in my collection because they're representative of just like, oh, this early time in the game when they were still figuring things out, they're kind of crummy. <laughs> 
Like they're not actually <laughs> yeah. very useful and they're kind of like <laughs> cheap feeling and stuff like that. Like I'm glad that they've kind of gotten away from those, but I would love to see them do more like deluxe tokens as prizes. I think those things are cool. And I also think that things that come out of the, like the, the sort of lesser prizes that come out of the organized play kits, like um, deck boxes and things like that, that have unique art on them are really cool because you don't even have to place that well, generally speaking, to get a deck box in a tournament. You know, if you're top eight or top 16, oftentimes it's, it'll be like the one thing that you get out of a tournament. And that's still a cool thing that you get to bring away as like, all right, well, you know, I didn't have the greatest day, but I still got something cool that not everybody else has access to. And I like those kinds of prizes because I like the utility of them. Yeah, speaking of the uh, less than useful, uh, remember back in the day when uh, chains were not as useful yet OP prizes all the time had sets of chain trackers? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, right? My uh, my friends and I got to a point where we weren't trying to collect individual uh, chain trackers. We were trying to collect sets. So we, we wanted one of every house in every style of art or every new set of chain trackers that came out. So I, I think I'm only missing one or two from having uh, one set of every set of chain trackers that have come out in Keyforge. And it made it, it made even these, these little prizes, which at the time, I mean, I almost never needed chains. I, I, so I never used them, but it still made it cool to collect because I was like finishing a set. Did you ever use the mini cards that they used to give out as part of organized play? <laughs> Did you guys ever use those in a game? I tried one time and I was like, this sucks. I can't stand using these things. I we absolutely abhorred those things. <laughs> as soon as I could, I threw them away. Yeah, we have a stack of them untouched in our household. Like we we got them because... Uh, and. With those two, like they they had to give you a couple every time you won some because having like a a single damage or a single stun like probably wasn't going to be good enough to actually play your game with. So every time you won some, you won a handful. So we ended up like we we were swimming in them at one point. But I also kind of feel bad like passing them off onto others for any reason because they aren't actually that useful. So I'm I'm not being helpful by passing them along. But um, get, getting rid of them is something that I, I don't have it in my heart to do, but uh, I haven't actually ever used those. Yeah, uh, I know that at one point, Blake made like a little portable kit and he used Whoa. those extensively because, like, he wanted to try and see if he could get, like, an entire Keyforge, like, set of tokens slash deck, you know, into, like, an extremely small space just for, like, to see if he could do it. And I know, I think he accomplished that with them, but I don't think he enjoyed playing with them very much. We can ask oh. him about it when he's back on the show next week. Um, with that said, uh, kind of segueing away from kind of sort of the prizes that we've either won from tournaments or gotten off of the prize wall, I wanted to ask you what kind of prizes you'd like to see in future. Um, this is kind of something we discussed offline, but I think there's still a whole world of prizing that I would absolutely love to see. And I'm kind of curious what your guys' ideas are about that. Rick, you came up with a really good one on Thread the other day. Yeah, um, I... I've been reminiscing on some stuff and I, over the years, I've had some of those stick and wet tattoos mm -hmm. where you stick them on and get them wet and whatever. So I was thinking kids today who might happen to play keyboards, I think thinking back to me as a kid, I think they would like those kinds of tattoos today. Keyboard creatures. 
Is there or a just specific creature to... that you'd like to have a, a stick-on tattoo for? Oh, of course. Time Traveler. Nice. Has to be. <laughs> Has to be. What about you, Sydney? So um, I'm not going to cop out here by by saying cash prizing because that, that would be a cop out. And I I obviously, you know, don't want cash because that would be horrible, right? Um, but I actually think something that they 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 did kind of tangentially actually is um the first ever winner of a vault tour rachel trimble Mm -hmm. uh, a couple sets after she won i forget which set the card trimble was introduced but they they legitimately named a card after her Mm. so i think that would be something that's extremely cool i know that um on some occasions they have named decks after certain people they have created the name in the algorithm so that um they can they can purposefully gift people decks with certain names on them but i think naming a card something that can be in multiple decks or has great art or just simply a representation of honoring someone for whatever reason i think would be a fantastic prize that is a really good one and that that is actually kind of complementary to my sort of like crazy pie in the sky option um, you know, I, I'm, uh, in the same way that I kind of love utility, I love the idea of if you win like a big event and this would have to be like one of the biggest events, but if you were to win one of the absolute biggest events, let's say worlds or something like that, I think it would be cool if they took the deck that you won it with and they, you know, pulled it from the master vault and then sent it to their printer and printed up like a foiled or holographic or otherwise like totally deluxe version of it that didn't look like any other deck so that you would always have that as a keepsake i think that would be crazy good you get like richard garfield to sign it like you could do all kinds of neat stuff with that um weirdly enough one of the worst decks i own is signed by richard garfield and i won that in a, (laughs) a photograph contest on instagram where i posted like every day for a month just keyforge related content with a specific hashtag and then won uh, some Keyforge prize stuff from from uh, Asmodee Canada. It was really cool. Um, terrible amazing. deck, unplayable, but it does have a Richard <laughs> Garfield signature on it. Um, I actually, I entered one of those once. I remember, uh, I think two Halloweens ago, um, FFG did a post on Facebook where uh, they were doing a contest. If you post a carved pumpkin, then uh, the, they were they were giving somebody a prize, and I didn't win it, but I was I was so excited, and I carved both the. Um, the logos logo into uh, a pumpkin. And then I forgot, I might've also done the Mar- the Mars one or the Sanctum one. I've carved another logo into a pumpkin and that those were the pumpkins on our front porch. And I, I really, whatever that prize was escapes me now, but I really wanted to win it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that kind of stuff like that's non-competitive, but still involves people in the community, I think is great for them to, to offer prizing for. And like, the, the nice thing about when I won that particular contest was that I was able to take a lot of that prizing that I got as part of that. Like I got, uh, you know, like, oh, you get a play mat and, you know, some some uh, deck boxes and, uh, you know, a couple of uh, 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 the official sleeves and things like that. And a lot of that stuff, because I already, you know, had that stuff for my own collection, I was able to then use as prizing when we did the invitational tournament. Rick, you remember how good the prize wall we put together for that was? We actually had like a pretty solid little selection of prizes that literally just came out of me and Blake and I think Brett's collection that we put together for that. Yeah, I don't remember specifics exactly, but I remember I 
I remember it. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the cool things about it is that, you know, Sydney, you've talked about giving away some of the prizing that you've uh, gotten from events. You know, I know I've done it. I know Blake's done it. Rick, I know you've contributed to some of those pools when we've put them together. The, the more prizing and stuff there is out there, the more that people who play a lot like ourselves can actually spread that out further and use it to entice other people to come play. So even if there isn't an OP kit being used any particular week or, you know, to supplement an OP kit, uh, just having more Keyforge stuff around that can act as a thanks for coming out. Here's something for, you know, you winning a couple of games or whatever. That's, that's always very positive. And it doesn't have to be something big either. Like I love those deck boxes. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, sleeves, you buy a pack of sleeves for $5, but a pack of sleeves you won, that feels great. I love that stuff. So kind of quick plug for uh, Keyforge Live. Mm. You would think that the prize wall that we are presenting would be an OP prize wall simply because of the sheer amount of winnings that all of us and people in the community have pooled together to actually present as a, a prize wall for people to redeem from. So we, we have probably a little bit of everything you can think of that's ever been given out as an actual prize in official kits. Oh, wow. But we, um, I, I think that's, it's kind of one of the things that was really important to us is to have a similar system. Um, I was, I actually, you mentioned that you put together a prize wall. Did you actually have something people could redeem to get uh, prizes on the wall? No, no. It was literally just like, here's here's a table of stuff. Come up and select one of these lots of items as a person who came in a team that ranked in the top four or whatever it was that we came up with. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah we, we came up, we actually have um, stickers. We are going to have physical stickers with our logo on it at the event. And um, I don't remember the uh, economy off of the top of my head, but um, you're, you're going to get a sticker for, for wins and for participation in certain events. And then you're going to be able to turn them in for, um, for prizes on our prize wall. So I'm actually really excited about how this turned out. And I think that the, the idea of giving people prizes is as, as much a part of Keyforge as, as playing the game. I think that getting involved in the game by, by walking away with something that you've earned and won feels so good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agreed. Uh, can't end an episode of Help from Future Self without the titular segment. This one's called Help from Future from Self. Future Self. This one comes from a game I was playing today, um, and it is a game that I only won basically by fluke, and uh, I, I had basically resigned myself to losing because it looks like I couldn't hold off my opponent who had a very large amount of amber from forging their third key. And I had forgotten that in my deck, um, I had uh, a couple of submersive principles which would allow me to take down uh, a certain amount of amber from my opponent. Um, as well as having uh, a miasma bomb on the table. And what I was able to do was to take my opponent down enough amber that I could then use the miasma bomb to stall for yet another turn while I got myself back up over six after using the submersive principle. And so I guess the, the help from future self for me to remember from this one is that sometimes amber control isn't about one specific card. Sometimes it's about a combination of control factors that you can use. My opponent knew the miasma bomb was there, but as far as they understood, if, if they weren't paying close attention to my deck, it was only going to delay them for one turn. 
But the fact that I was able to use the submersive principles to couple of turn over turn, prevent them from forging, and then have the miasma bomb to finally finish things off was actually very much a thing that ended up winning me the game. So uh, don't just think about uh, uh, Amber Control, I think, in linear terms. Think about the way that it actually works within a deck in which there's multiple ways to control Amber and ways that you can sort of use that turn over turn to stall somebody while you get to where you need to be. That's a great point. All right. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at HFFS Podcast. You can find me at Scuzzy Gruen on The Crucible and on Twitter and on Instagram. Rick, where can they find you? On the Crucible at Rickster78 and on Twitter at the Wheeling Key Forger. Alrighty. And Sydney, where can they find you and tell us some more details if people think they might want to try a last minute run at the tournament? They hear this podcast and they run out the door and head on over. <laughs> so I am SC Steel on TCO and Discord. And as you hear this, I am walking into the doors of the Four Points by Sheridan Milwaukee Airport in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I know, right? Um, And I am getting ready for the tournament to start tomorrow. So... Everything is is set and ready, and if you you want to show up, um, Friday is the uh, three deck Archon Survival. Saturday is the Sealed Mass Mutation, and Sunday is the team event. So we are absolutely taking walk ons. You can come on over and and play, and we are so excited for for this to happen. I'm very excited to hear about this next week. And with that in mind, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Give us your thoughts on Twitter or elsewhere about prizing your favorite prizes that you've ever won and prizes you'd like to see. We'll be very interested to read them. Until next week, stay forging. 